You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's good, everybody? I'm Rob Stats Guerrero, and welcome to SB Nation's Sunday Late Night Wrap-Up, brought to you by DraftKings. This is the show where you'll find out exactly what happened in every game that was played on Sunday. But before we do, we want to remind you that DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use the code SBNNFL for a special offer when you sign up. That's code SBNNFL only at DraftKings Sportsbook, and we had everything you could want in Week 4. Two games went into overtime, a huge statement win by a team in the NFC West, and oh yeah, you might have heard Tom Brady came back to New England, and that's where we begin. There was just a little bit of buildup going into this game. According to Adam Schefter, the Patriots issued 506 media credentials for the game, and it did not disappoint. Mac Jones threw a second touchdown pass to a tight end on the day. That put the Patriots ahead 14-13 early in the fourth quarter. The next three possessions go field goal Bucks, field goal Patriots, field goal Bucks. So New England gets the ball back with a minute and 57 seconds to go in the game. It is raining heavily, but Mac Jones drives the team down the field and throws an incomplete pass on third and three to set up a decision for Bill Belichick. Go for the first down or try a 56-yard field goal in that rain. Belichick decided to put the game on the feet of his kicker, Nick Folk. Joe Cardona will snap it, Jake Bailey to hold. Here's the snap, ball down, the kick from Folk is on the way, end over end, and it is no good! It bangs off the upright with 55 seconds to go, and the Buccaneers will take over. An end over end kick that looked like it was just barely going to get there. It drifted, it hit the upright, and Folk's streak is over. Folk misses for the first time in his last 37 tries, and now the Buccaneers can take a knee to go to 3-1. and one. Westwood One Radio on the call. Brady and the Bucks escape Foxborough with the win, 19-17. Brady on the day, 22-43, of 43, 269 yards, no touchdowns, no picks. Not great, not terrible, but he also became the NFL's all-time leader in passing yardage during the game. Congrats, Tommy. For his part, Mac Jones was pretty good. 31 of 40, 275 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. It might have helped if he had some sort of running game. Eight carries for the Patriots as a team, minus one yard. Bill Belichick was in his bag of tricks running multiple gadget plays throughout this game. Just not quite enough to get New England there. So Tom Brady has more wins at Foxborough than Mac Jones does in 2021. For all those wondering, after the game, Bill Belichick and Tom Brady did meet on the field. Belichick actually gave Tom Brady a hug, but as Katie Nolan wrote on Twitter, quote, that was the kind of hug you give at the end of a first date when you know there won't be a second. In Los Angeles now, the Cardinals had never, ever, ever beaten Sean McVay, 
But they ended that streak in a big way on Sunday. Kyler Murray threw for 268 yards and two touchdowns. Chase Edmonds ran all over the Rams' defense for 120 yards on 12 carries, and the Cardinals dominate the Rams 37-20. The win moves Arizona to 4-0 on the season, first place in the NFC West, and announces to the NFL world that the Cardinals are not an afterthought anymore. The Rams, they suffer their first loss to fall to 3-1. and It's the first time they haven't started 4-0 since 2018, and that defense has got to get it right. After being number one last season in points and yards allowed, Los Angeles has now given up 911 yards and 61 points in the last two weeks. In San Francisco now, the Seahawks came in losers of two straight and looking to avoid the first three-game losing streak of Russell Wilson's career. It sure looked like that wasn't going to happen right out of the gate. The 49ers defense forced five straight three and outs by Seattle, but the game was tied at seven going into halftime. After the half, big change for San Francisco. Trey Lance under center thanks to a calf injury from Jimmy Garoppolo. Unfortunately for the 49ers, it didn't really help. The offense still sputtered. And meanwhile, Russell Wilson did Russell Wilson things. Play fake, look out. Russ tries to spin out of trouble. He does. Looks, he throws it near side. Reaching back, making a catch. Swain, touchdown, Seahawks. I don't believe it. Russell Wilson, how did you do that? In huge trouble, spins away from the defender and throws a strike to Freddie Swain in the front corner of the end zone. Russell was dead to rights, and yet he fires a shot. And the Seahawks go on top, a 13-yard touchdown laser to Swain. Steve Rabel of the Seahawks Broadcasting Network on the call. Russ worked his magic, and the Seahawks held on for a 28-21 win. He only threw for 149 yards in the day, but Russ accounted for three touchdowns and improved his record against the 49ers to 16-4, including the playoffs. Trey Lance in the second half, 8 of 18 for 157 yards and two touchdown passes. Afterwards, Kyle Shanahan was mum on the starter for next week, but he did seem to imply it would be Jimmy Garoppolo if Monday's MRI showed nothing serious, but no word yet on if it will. To Lambeau Field we go next, and if last week was about Aaron Rodgers proving he could beat the 49ers, this week was about Aaron Rodgers proving to the Packers he could be a GM. The reigning MVP accounted for three touchdowns on the day, including two to Randall Cobb, you know, the guy he forced the team to trade for. And the Packers got the 27-17 win over the Steelers. Green Bay actually trailed in this game 7-0, but then they scored 27 of the next 30 points. And for the Steelers, it is getting ugly. They have lost three straight games after beating the Bills in Week 1, and they've also failed to top 17 points in each of those games. Since opening the 2020 season with 11 straight wins, the Steelers have lost 8 of 10. In Denver, the Ravens came to town, and although last week's game for Baltimore came down to the longest field goal in NFL history, this week was nowhere near as close. Lamar Jackson threw for 316 yards, and the Ravens knocked Teddy Bridgewater out of the game on his last throw of the first half. They handed the Broncos their first loss of the year, 27-7. One weird thing in this one, the Ravens had run for at least 100 yards as a team in 42 straight games. That was one short of the all-time record set by the Steelers in the 70s. At the end of this one, Baltimore wasn't going to do it. Drew Locke had the ball for Denver, but he threw a pick in the end zone with just three seconds left. Now, the Ravens could have just taken a knee and ended the game, but they didn't. They lined up in shotgun, and Lamar Jackson actually ran around the left end for a five-yard gain. 
So that gave the Ravens 102 rushing yards on the day. And yes, their 43rd consecutive 100-yard rushing game as a team, which ties the all-time record. After the game, John Harbaugh said the decision was all his, but he said it was an important streak and he knew what it meant to the players. I mentioned those overtime games earlier. Let's get to one of those now. Jets-Titans, or as I like to call it, the game that nobody wanted to win. After Tennessee scored with 16 seconds left to send the game into overtime, the Jets get the ball first. They drive all the way down the field, and they had a fourth and four from the Titans' four-yard line. Now, instead of trying to score and just end the game right there, New York decides to kick a 22-yard field goal. That allows Tennessee to get the ball back. They drive all the way down the field, and they are in position to kick a game-tying 49-yard field goal. If he misses, the Jets win. Out of the hold of Townsend. The snap clean, the placement down, the kick on the way. Does it have the distance? It floats left. It's no good! It's no good! He pulled it this left! This is the end of the game. And the Jets win it in overtime on the missed field goal by Bullock. They've got their first win of the season and their first ever for the head coach, Robert Sala, and the rookie quarterback, Zach Wilson. The great Bob was choosing on the 98.7 ESPN Jets radio network on the call. You heard it. Congrats, Robert Sala. Congrats, Zach Wilson. And you know what? He was much better in the game on Sunday. Threw for 297 yards, two touchdowns and a pick. By the way, have a day, Corey Davis. Four catches for 111 yards and a touchdown. The Jets get their first win. And Tennessee, what a mess. Now, overtime game number two. This one was in New Orleans, but it also involved a New York team. That would be the Giants. The Saints up 21-10 in the fourth quarter, but the Giants rally back on the back and legs of Saquon Barkley. After a 54-yard catch-and-run for a touchdown to get the Giants within three, they kick a field goal with 31 seconds left to tie the game. And again, in overtime, there goes that man. Hand off Saquon. Slices right to the end zone and in for the touchdown of the Giants. Winning overtime. Saquon Barkley on a six-yard run. New York Giants radio network on the call. After losing the last two weeks on the final play of the game, the Giants get sweet, sweet revenge and turn the tables here. They take down New Orleans 27-21. Daniel Jones, career high, 402 passing yards came back from an 11-point deficit in the fourth quarter to get the win. To Minnesota we go now, where it was supposed to be the Kevin Stefanski revenge game after all his years as the Vikings offensive coordinator, but instead it was Cleveland's defense that dominated the day. They helped the Browns get the 14-7 win over Minnesota. After scoring on their first possession, the Vikings got the ball 11 more times in this game. Not only did they not score, they didn't even attempt a field goal. The furthest they came was the 26-yard line where they had one final play to tie the game. Cousins threw the ball into the end zone. It fell incomplete. That sealed the win. The Browns over the Vikings. Cleveland moves to 3-1. and one. To Philadelphia we go now where the Chiefs and Eagles were lighting it up on the scoreboard. You know, that Chiefs defense might be trash, but Patrick Mahomes and that offense is an absolute treasure. Mahomes threw five touchdown passes on the day, including three to Tyreek Hill. And Kansas City pulled away from Philadelphia 42-30. Jalen Hurts did everything he could in this game. Career high, 387 yards and two touchdowns, but the Eagles had three 
scores negated by penalty and settled for field goals three times inside the red zone. You cannot do that and beat the Chiefs. All told, these offenses combined for 61 first downs, 932 yards from scrimmage, and for the fifth time in NFL history, zero punts. Also, congrats to Andy Reid in this one. He became the first head coach to win 100 games with two different franchises. Our next game takes us to Dallas. And remember what I said about the Chiefs? Turns out the exact same thing happens to the Dallas Cowboys. Their offense was rolling in this one. Dak only threw for 188 yards, but he chucked four touchdown passes. Zeke Elliott ran for 143 yards and a score of his own. The Cowboys outpaced the Panthers 36-28. Carolina hung tough for a while, but... Dallas scored on four of their six possessions in the second half to pull away. Sam Darnold threw for 301 yards and two touchdowns, but he also threw two picks in the second half. That turned into 10 Cowboys points, and frankly, it was all over after that. In Miami, it wasn't pretty for the Colts, but Carson Wentz did throw a pair of touchdown passes. Jonathan Taylor rushed for 103 yards, and the Indianapolis Colts got their first win of the season by beating the sputtering, pathetic Miami Dolphins 27-17 on Sunday. Wentz threw for 228 yards on the day. They would have been 0-4 with a loss. That hasn't happened to Indianapolis since 2011. For the Dolphins, just nothing is going right. Here's some of the problems they had on Sunday. They were outgained 226-15 in the middle two quarters, and they went 30 minutes of game time, not real time, 30 minutes of actual game time between first downs. And if that weren't bad enough, they jumped off sides on a punt that extended a Colts drive that turned into their first touchdown of the game. At some point, Miami can't be rebuilding anymore. The construction project is supposed to be done at some point, but right now it is an absolute mess. In Chicago, it was a mess last week for Justin Fields. This week against the Lions, much, much better. 11 of 17, 209 yards for Fields. He did throw a pick, but the Bears still found a way to get it done over Detroit 24 to 14. How could that be, you ask? I'll tell you how. Basically, the Lions did Lions things. They were inside the Bears' 10-yard lines four times in this game, and they were stopped or turned it over four times. It is no wonder Dan Campbell's team is 0-4. Next up, Washington and Atlanta in Atlanta. Both teams were struggling coming into this one, but Washington down by two late in the fourth quarter. What do you do? Like I always say, get the ball to J.D. McKissick. Heineke the gun, McKissick to his left. Three wide receivers right. They're going to throw here. Heineke's got time. Now slides to his left. Looks at the 35. Back across the middle of the field at McKissick at the 30. Turns to the 25. Has the corner of the 20. 15, 10, 5. Dive for the end zone. Touchdown. Where's the call? <laughs> Make a call, referees! <laughs> like, man. Well, you got a few guys on the field saying it's in. Touchdown! Touchdown, Washington! Amazing play! Heineke threw back across his body to McKissick, who took it to the house! The Team 980 Washington Football Network on the call. There you go. They hang on for the 34-30 win behind three touchdown passes from Taylor Heineke. Two of them in the last three minutes and 52 seconds after the game, he said, quote, I feel like I've kind of been doing that, those kind of plays throughout my life. That's the kind of player I am. Hey, I grew up watching Brett Favre. I saw a lot of crazy stuff from him. Matt Ryan had four touchdown passes on the day for Atlanta, but it all goes for naught in the loss. And finally, look, there's a lot we can't predict about the NFL, but sometimes there are things we can call ahead of time. And when it came to Bill's Texans, 
We knew what was going to happen in this one. Spoiler alert, it happened. Buffalo did anything and everything they wanted. They put it on Houston, 40 to zip. Davis Mills had 87 passing yards and four interceptions. That Bills defense is no joke. They now have two shutouts in their first four games this year. They're the first team to do that in 21 years. Buffalo moves to 3-1 and one on the season. The Texans fall to 1-3. and three. That's going to do it for this edition of the Late Night Wrap-Up, brought to you by DraftKings. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, please follow the SB Nation NFL show and leave us a five-star rating and a review. It takes you 30 seconds. I promise you, it makes a big, big difference for us. Try and enjoy your week, everybody, win or lose. I'm Rob Stats Guerrera. We'll talk tomorrow.